Hey, 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 welcome to a special episode of the Badly Branded Podcast. I'm your host, Beulah Marie, and today we'll be discussing the interesting parallels between Barbie dolls and the modern-day female pop star in America. Barbies have been a staple of American culture since the 1950s. Created by Ruth Handler, the co-founder of Mattel, the iconic doll has become a symbol of femininity, beauty, and style. However, over the years, the Barbie brand has also faced criticisms for promoting unrealistic beauty standards for young girls. Similarly, female pop stars in America have become known for their over-the-top, glamorous looks and provocative performances. While some argue that these performers are empowering women, others argue that they contribute to the objectification of women in popular culture. So in this episode, we'll be exploring these comparisons in a little bit more detail. First, let's look at the history of Barbie dolls. The original Barbie was introduced in 1959. She had blonde hair, blue eyes, and a slim hourglass figure. The doll was initially very popular among young girls, but then began to face criticisms for promoting that unrealistic beauty standard we talked about, which was unattainable and remains unattainable for most women. However, despite the criticisms, the Barbie brand has remained popular over the years. Today, the Barbie line includes dolls of different races, body types, and professions. The brand has also made efforts to promote body positivity and self-acceptance, including introducing a range of dolls with different body types, such as curvy and petite. Now let's think about modern-day female pop stars in America. In recent years, performers like Beyonce, Lady Gaga, Britney Spears, and Ariana Grande have become known for their glamorous looks and provocative performances. These performers have been celebrated for their music and their ability to empower women, but like Barbie, they've also faced the same criticisms for contributing to the objectification of women in popular culture. One way in which these comparisons can be made is through the idea of perfection. Barbie's always been portrayed as kind of this perfect woman. She has a slim figure and flawless features. And in the same way, modern day female pop stars often strive for perfection in their looks and performances with elaborate costumes and makeup and a heavy focus on their appearance. Comparisons can be made also in terms of the pressure to conform to certain beauty standards. Like we said, Barbie's been very much criticized for promoting unrealistic beauty standards for young girls, and female pop stars, they're criticized for the same and just promoting a narrow and unrealistic beauty standard for all women in general. It's important to note, though, that both Barbie and modern-day female pop stars have also been celebrated for their ability to empower women. Barbie's been used to promote positive messages of self-acceptance and body positivity, while female pop stars have been known to use their platforms to advocate for women's causes and social justice and gender equality. So in conclusion, there's many interesting comparisons that can be made between Barbie dolls and the Barbie brand, as well as modern day female pop stars in America. Both have been celebrated for their ability to empower women, but have faced those criticisms for promoting unrealistic body image and beauty standards. It's important to note that while these comparisons are interesting to talk about and explore, they're not necessarily definitive. Each individual performer, doll, and brand is unique and should be evaluated on their own merits. 
as we continue to grapple with issues of representation, inclusion, and self-acceptance in our culture, it's important to recognize the positive strides that have been made while still also acknowledging the work that needs to be done. So thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed exploring the comparisons between Barbie dolls and the modern-day female pop star in America. Now, everything I just said, that was written by artificial intelligence. Yes, I used an AI called ChatGPT, which many of you are familiar with, to write this. Um, I've been taking some classes in prompt engineering and generative AI and thought it would be a neat little experiment to ask ChatGPT to write me a little podcast episode comparing Barbie dolls and the modern American pop star. Now, even though an AI wrote all of what I said above, um, that is, you know, something that was my idea and that I'm interested in. I did a paper, um, actually a heavy research project on the concept of Barbie body image and feminism in popular culture back when I was in college. And I collect Barbie dolls to this day. And, um, you know, I'm always talking about a female pop star or two on this podcast. So it's obviously something that's of interest to me, but it does pose the question like, I don't know, is it wrong to use chat GPT to create a script, to create an essay, to write an email for you? The answer is, I don't know. In all of the classes that I've been taking, it's always this push and pull, this dichotomy of like, wow, this technology is amazing, but also if used in the wrong way, it could be really irresponsible or even dangerous. Um, Something that was interesting that I had learned recently is that AI actually dates back to the 1950s. So both the concept of artificial intelligence and the phrase artificial intelligence or AI. Obviously, it's come a long way since the 50s. So has Barbie. And we use AI in our everyday life all the time from smartphones, things like Alexa, um, talk to text dictation on our phone, predictive text on our phone, um, facial recognition, filters in apps, um, you know, augmented reality games like the Pokemon game. Um, we use smart technology all the time. Our cars, you know, a lot of people's cars have AI uh, components. So in and of itself, it's something that's not inherently dangerous, but if it falls into the wrong hands, you know, it could be. Case in point, there were several Pittsburgh schools evacuated a couple of weeks ago with mass casualty units and SWAT teams sent in because of these computer-generated phone calls that were a false you know, school shooting threat. Um, there is a scam going around where you get a phone call from one of your loved ones. It looks like them. It looks like it's coming from their number. It sounds like their voice, and they're saying they've been kidnapped and need ransom. Um by the way, if that happens, you should be prepared with a code word that you have shared with some of your loved ones so that if you get a phone call like this, you can try to verify if it's actually them or not. But the fact that that kind of technology exists is wild to me and it's kind of scary. So I've been educating myself on generative AI and things like chat GPT because I think it will come in handy for me professionally but also because I want to be aware of like what's going on and what the technology potentially can do. 
I think it's one of those things that's a blessing and a curse. It's a double-edged sword. Um, it could be really good and really beneficial, but it could also be really bad. And so I'm not surprised that there's people, you know, calling for the government or whoever to kind of put the brakes on AI a little bit before it gets out of control. But as much as it's scary, I'm also fascinated by it. And I can see how it'd be a really good tool and a resource to supplement your work or to use as like a collaborative, you know, functional tool where you come up with an idea and it helps to provide like a structure or an outline that you can then improve upon, you know, something to just make you more efficient and help you be your best self in whatever the work is that you're doing. Um, you know, uh, as writers, for instance, we lean on tools all the time to help us write better, for instance, spell check. So I don't know if it's going to replace the need for human writers and content creators, but that conversation is one that needs to be had. I was in a webinar the other day and the host asked, if art is good, does it matter where it came from? And wow, that's such a deep question and it really gave me pause. Um, I don't know where I stand on that because my gut reaction is, of course, art is more valuable if it's created by a, a human being, right? But he was like, if it's the best book you ever read, the best novel of all time, does it matter if ChatGPT wrote it versus, you know, a person who went to college for creative writing? I don't know the answer to that. Like if we still enjoy the story and we still enjoy the art and we're still entertained. Doesn't matter what the source was. I feel like it brings up a lot of philosophical, ethical, and moral, moral uh, questions and conundrums. And it's nothing that's going to be answered overnight. But I have already seen like issues where it is questionable ethically. So there's AI-generated art floating around that fails to give credit to the original creators that their art is like partially what helped to train, um, the AI. Um, you know, there's been instances of celebrities being exploited through deep fakes and, and things like that, where these AI generated images, um, have appeared, you know, using their likeness in Facebook ads, promoting products that they're not signing off on or in pornography or in fake paparazzi photos. And it just gets really eerie when you start thinking about what all AI technology is out there. Um, you know, with Britney Spears, we've talked a lot about deep fakes. We know deep fakes are real. Um, if they are used in the wrong way or it's not disclosed that it is a deep fake, that poses a lot of ethical questions and concerns, especially in a situation like hers where there's already concerns about her safety and well-being and things like that. In the music world, there's been demos being leaked of AI-generated songs that are like, say, Ariana Grande's voice singing, um, you know, a Carrie Underwood song, or, you know, Jay-Z is rapping, you know, a Conway Twitty country song, and it's not really them. It's this voice cloning technology. It's AI generated and it sounds 
almost indistinguishable from the actual artist. I heard one as well that was Britney Spears covering uh, Gnarls Barkley, his song Crazy, and there was, you know, some Britney and Beyonce collaboration that was AI generated and never existed. So it's wild to think about all the potential uses, some fascinating, some really positive. Um, For instance, it's a great tool for translation, um, translating between languages. Um, I feel like with chat GPT and, and a similar, um, you know, generative AI technologies, like it could create a lot of equity for folks who are disabled. I think it could potentially increase accessibility for disabled people. Um, and, you know, obviously increasing accessibility is a very good thing. Um, so there are a lot of great uses. I also think about just like if you're someone that has a lot of great ideas as like a writer or any kind of creator, how prolific you could become if you're able to kind of get your first draft out using AI, using ChatGPT, and then you go back in, fine-tune it, edit, revise, add, delete, create your own, you know, plot twists and add your own words and your own nuance and your own flavor and the aspects that make it human that can't be captured as of now by an AI, but maybe it helps you lay the groundwork. I mean, it could have some good uses, but it also could lead to plagiarism, to cheating in school, to falsifying documents and reports. Um, Just, I see a lot of copyright and plagiarism issues. Um, I see a lot of potential like HIPAA violations and security and privacy concerns. you know, once you input data into chat GPT, there's no guarantee of security. So like it's now just out there in the ethos and AI is using it to learn, you know, everything you type into chat GPT, you're essentially like training it um, for lack of a better phrase. And so it's now in the zeitgeist. It is in the general collective consciousness uh, of like the internet and the AI <laughs> mind, um, again, for lack of a better term. Um, and so there's a lot of concerns, but it's also really, really interesting. And so I hope you enjoyed ChatGPT's take on the comparisons between Barbies and pop stars. And before I go, I'll present you with one other little piece of knowledge that I learned recently. And that is this. Back when photography was invented, it was met with some of the same concerns, fears, skepticism, and side-eyeing as ChatGPT is and AI, you know, in general is because people who were sculptors and painters thought that photography was like a farce, that it was a fad, that it was somehow cheating, that it wasn't fair to use this machine, meaning a camera, to take these photographs and that the photographs weren't inherently, you know, as artistic or artful or didn't have the same intrinsic artistic value because they were viewed as some like machine, some foreign like aid that was assisting a human in creation and in the the making of art versus like, I don't know, a person getting their hands dirty and literally taking a paintbrush and painting a portrait of somebody or crafting a beautiful sculpture of somebody. 
but it could be argued that like photography just was like another form of art, another way to capture an image and capture a moment of beauty. It doesn't have any more or less value, but it's been more accessible to people. It is something that was a little more equitable that more people could do. Um, And even photography is getting constantly improved upon and is constantly changing with all the technology there. AI obviously plays a big role in the world of photography and videography and all of that as well. We know that. I mean, filters, deep fakes, CGI, all of that, it all goes together, right? And it's like, are we going to embrace technology or are we going to fear it? And I think you can be in the middle where you're embracing it and you're excited about potential possibilities, but you're also just keeping an eye on things and being cautious about the potential downsides of it. But with AI, particularly things like chat GPT, I think it's like you got to get on board or you're going to be left behind. Even if governments or schools, employers, whoever put rules and restrictions in place and they regulate it, that's fine. I think it's probably a really, really good idea to regulate AI. But even then, like, I don't think we're getting away from it. I think it's here to stay. Again, we use aspects of AI in our daily life every single day. We're not putting that genie back in the bottle. Like Pandora's box has been open. Um, And so it is kind of scary, as many unknown things are. But I think if you're using it for something simple and fun, like writing a podcast about Barbies and pop stars, you're good. Um, If you're using it to like help you send mass emails at work, maybe you want to personalize some of them, but you don't want to type all of them and you just, you want some new ideas on how to say things or you want to word things differently. I don't know. It could be a really useful tool. Um, So you got to take the bad with the good, I guess. So just be discerning and mindful with what you're using and consuming and try to be aware of like what's real, what's not real. If you're using technologies like this, try to disclose and, you know, disclaim when you're, you're using things like, you know, creating something from chat GPT or creating, you know, AI generated digital art or you're using deep fake technology. Like I think France just passed a law that like influencers have to disclose if they're using filters on their photos on Instagram. I don't have a problem with that. I like a good filter now and then. I have edited photos before. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But who, you know, who cares? It's a tool that's there if we want to use it. It's a feature we can use if we want to use it, if we want to enhance a photo. Just like ChatGPT is there if we want to enhance something we wrote or like get an idea of how to better phrase something. But I think that key is in the disclosure, right? In telling people hey, like, this is my idea and the final words are mine, but I helped, you know, chat GPT helped me write it or whatever. I don't know what that would look like, but I don't think it's a bad idea, bad idea to just make people aware, like, when these technologies are being used. Um, and I think it's all really interesting in the context of Brittany and her whole situation and the questions surrounding that and the role that technology has been playing in that. Um, but yeah. Hope you enjoy this episode and talk to you soon.
We'll see you next time.